Today is April the 6th, 2023, and we don't usually do two podcasts in a day. Actually, we've never done that. But our typical podcast has already come out. That was called Momnesia, Your Brain on Pregnancy. Uh, That was some pretty cool stuff in there. But I had to get this out because I wanted to be right off the heels of the new FDA decision. Okay, so we've been reporting on progesterone for several months, actually several years, ever since the prolonged trial first came out. All right. So the prolonged trial, if you remember, showed some disappointing results trying to replicate the original 17-hydroxyprogesterone IM reduction uh, in preterm labor, which obviously did not. Of course, we've all been in this kind of watching period to see what the FDA would do. The advisory committee did recommend to the FDA final panel uh, that the drug be taken off. We're talking about the brand name uh, Makina. Uh, and something happened just today that we're going to review. The question is, well, where does that leave us overall? And is vaginal progesterone still a choice? Uh, we're going to discuss all of this. We're going to talk about ACOG uh, and where they left last left this uh, condition, this discussion, this debate uh, in March, just last month, 2023. So let's get into the recent FDA decision and what they said regarding Makina in this episode. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves real fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Earlier today, on April the 6th, 2023, the Food and Drug Administration made its final decision to pull the approval of the now controversial medication that was originally intended to prevent preterm birth. Of course, we're talking about Makina. The FDA spokesperson cited, quote, studies have not shown that it has proven to be effective, end quote. This, of course, follows back and forth discussions with the agency and the drug maker, which is Covis Pharma. And the decision finally came today on Thursday. This means that Makina and its approved generics are no longer approved drug products and can no longer, quote, lawfully be distributed in interstate commerce, end quote. And immediately, some of the news circuits started coming out with their headlines. And I love how media works. Look, we do a lot of things for media. I'm very media friendly. I have no beef against them. But some of that stuff really is for ratings, all right? Because one of the headlines, I'm not going to say which source, uh, but one of the headlines was totally misleading and wrong. It said, only drug to treat preterm labor taken off the market. Well, yes, it is taken off the market. Yes, it's the only FDA-approved medication for it. But it was taken out because it doesn't work. But notice the headline, only medication to treat preterm labor. Um, No, uh, it was to try to prevent preterm labor. And the data showed it really was not able to be replicated. So the efficacy uh, was always questionable to begin with. So even in that headline, it's still very misleading, but it got the reads. In case you missed what the press release stated and what the FDA actually said, it basically said that branded 17-alpha-hydroxyprogesterone, known as Makina, and its generics. So that pretty much wipes out any IM progesterone for preterm birth, all right? So the thought is, well, I don't use Makina anyway. It was too expensive. I just kind of used it from a compounding pharmacy. Well, it's now taken off the shelf. You're not supposed to use it at all. I mean, the FDA said it's just not valid, and it's not like we're going to stop it in two weeks or in a month. Uh, They said immediately to be stopped and discontinued uh, by its approval. So now comes the question of what are pharmacies going to do if they have it on their shelf? Uh, 
Well, the FDA is supposed to send a cease and distribution uh, request, meaning stop giving it out. Uh, but again, this just happened uh, late in the afternoon today. So it's unclear how this will actually be implemented. But just to be clear, it's not with a deadline sometime in the future. It was an immediate call to stop the medication from being distributed and stop its medication from being used. Not for a safety issue, but is for an efficacy concern. Well, let's just go ahead and throw the whole baby out with the bathwater in this whole thing, all right? Because if you're thinking, well, thankfully, we still have vaginal progesterone. Well, do we? Remember, that data doesn't look great either. That's been pretty disappointing as well. With the, one of the most recent studies coming out just October 31st, 2022, from my alma mater, very proud of that, from the researchers at UT Southwestern and Parkland Hospital. The data that came out from uh, the Division of Maternal Fetal Medicine uh, and the title of that publication was Association of Vaginal Progesterone Treatment with Prevention of Recurrent Preterm Birth. The data that came out of that study was really disappointing. The first author of that study is David Nelson, who's also the division chief for MFM at that location. This study involved more than 1,600 pregnant women who had a history of early delivery, and the study found that vaginal progesterone had no effect on preterm birth. That was published in the journal JAMA Network Open, and that just added to the growing evidence that suggested that progesterone may not be worth prescribing for some women, even the vaginal variety. Dr. Nelson's study was not an RCT, but it was a well-done prospective observational cohort study from inner city Dallas. Patients received 90 milligrams of vaginal progesterone, 8% nightly, and that was initiated between 16 weeks and zero days and 20 weeks and six days of pregnancy and continued until 36 weeks and six days of pregnancy or until they delivered. And the short of it is, this cohort study did not show any benefit to vaginal progesterone in a reduction in recurrent preterm birth. As of today, April 6, 2023, ACOG's most recent news release on the subject was just about a month ago on March the 8th, 2023. That was ACOG's statement on the announcement regarding the voluntary removal of Makina from the market by the manufacturer. In that press release, ACOG states, quote, It is critical that other effective interventions be identified to prevent recurrent preterm birth for the health and well-being of our patients and their families, end quote. Well, ACOG couldn't agree anymore. We definitely need some new medication that sustains the critical process, the scientific review and the rigor, and that just works much better than what we had before. Because the truth is, now that IM progesterone is out, vaginal progesterone data is lackluster, we just don't really have anything. Now, I'm not talking about the physical exam or ultrasound indicated cerclage. That's a last resort. At that point, the cervix is already less than 1.5 centimeters or less than 2.5 with a history of a previous preterm birth. But, I mean, is that what we want as our only modality of care is the cerclage? I mean, that's got issues too. So, it is right now is a time to look for other medications. So for everybody out there in pharmacology, uh, everyone who's doing research on this, boy, what a window you have to cause a breakthrough because we definitely need new medications for the prevention of preterm birth.
Well, that's all I got. It was just a quick little news update just to keep you informed of what's going on. You know that that's our primary mission here at Clinical Pearls. So we didn't want to do this tomorrow. We went back and forth. We just do it tomorrow. It's 24 hours. No, no, no. We wanted to do it on the day that it was released. So now you know FDA has voted to remove Makina, uh, remove its approval, and it's effective immediately, including its generics. All right, podcast family, we're thankful for you, and we'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.